Hi, and welcome to Rant, Rave, and Read with me. My name is Tessa, and I will be your host. Today, I will be discussing one of my favorite books. I probably read it two, three times a year, and it is Unbreak My Heart by Nicole Jacqueline. This book brings out a lot of emotions in people. I feel like you either love it or you hate it. There's not a whole lot of middle ground. And with that being said, I'm just going to go ahead and get started. Uh, this is a trigger warning for some spoilers and for some swearing because even though I love this book, I the, the main, the hero, Shane, is just an ass. So um, this is an unrequited, unrequited love book, which is my jam. I love, I love this trope, I guess is what I would call it. Um, our heroine's name is Kate and our hero's name is Shane. Um, a brief summary of the book is Kate's been in love with Shane for, since she met him when he came to live with her aunt and uncle during his senior year of high school. And they became really good friends, but he didn't really think of her that way. And he joined the military and he would call home. Well, I guess he wouldn't call home. He would call Kate when she was at college and they would talk and flirt and he pretended I don't know like he was interested but one of her brothers says it best later in the book that says that he took and took without giving anything back well he's on leave and she's on break from college and she brings her best friend Rachel home and this is the first time Rachel and Shane meet and Rachel is like a horrible best friend horrible best friend I have no idea why Kate decided like stayed friends with her all those years anyways um, Shane just starts, he, he sees Rachel, decides that that's what he wants and he goes for her. He doesn't care. It's going to hurt Kate. He just is a complete ass. And then within six months, he's convinced her to move down to California with him because they they live in Oregon and they get married and he gets deployed. And then soon after Kate comes down and you find out later in the book, the reason that Kate comes down is because Rachel asked her to. And so the book then like 10 years later, like 10 years past, Rachel and Shane are married. Um, Kate's still down in California and she helps out, helps out a lot with the kids only when Shane's deployed, but Shane's deployed like the majority of their marriage. I feel like, like, I feel like he's gone more than he's home and Shane doesn't realize that that's why Kate's there. He has his like overinflated ego where he thinks that she followed him essentially <laughs> to California, but <laughs> whatever. So at this point, Shane and Rachel have three kids and she's pregnant with their fourth and Rachel ends up getting in an auto accident and she dies and the baby survives and Rachel and not and Rachel obviously dies but Kate kind of steps in and helps out a lot and Shane's a real Shane's just an ass to her he, he treats her like a nanny but but unpaid nanny I guess and fast forward another year and it's the anniversary of Rachel's death um Shane gets drunk. Uh, his mom asks Kate to go look for him, make sure he's okay. He's at a hotel. They end up having sex. Fast forward a little bit more. She finds out she's pregnant. She tells Shane. Shane gets deployed. Kate stays with the kids. She, Kate has a really rough pregnancy. And then uh, she goes to Oregon to stay with her family and takes the kids. That makes Shane mad. Um a big huge thing happens that I'll get into a little bit more later and their baby is born and Shane misses the birth and then they all go back to California and this is where Shane kind of I guess grovels to try to win Kate back and then they end up 
at the end they he proposes and then it's an epilogue five years later that says that she's pregnant with their second baby and that he's really happy okay so that's a brief summary of the book um if i told you all the details we would be here all day but i'm just gonna go ahead and kind of go in with my opinions on it because um there's some pretty big i guess plot points that happen that a lot of people have really strong feelings on and it either goes like and it either goes uh where you like feel kate's the doormat and that she took advantage of a, of a situation or you feel like not that way at all i guess <laughs> so one of the big things is when she goes look for him at the hotel so in my opinion she went she found him at the hotel and she went in to make sure he was okay as in like who knows he could have been drunk lying in vomit so i feel like she went into that hotel room to because she told her aunt that she would make sure that he was okay i don't feel like there's any ulterior motives to that at all um she a big thing is is that um i want to point out that she tried to leave twice like they ended up drinking together she tried to leave twice and he wouldn't let her leave like not like he threw her purse and stuff not like violent and um other people feel like she should have never went to the hotel room that she kind of took advantage of the situation but i never ever felt like she had ulterior motives so that's like my, my opinion on that and then the first time so that's the first time they have sex and then of course he turns it around and blames her and says that like she was after him essentially and that was his fault and then they have this talk where he saw it's okay i know you didn't mean for it to happen he's like totally like taking this high road where like he didn't do anything and it was all kate and so kate's kind of just looking at him like okay kind of side-eyeing him like you were a willing participant there and I mean, I'm side eyeing him with Kate as well because I'm like, okay, okay, whatever you say, Shane. So that was one of the big points that people have a very big, like, difference of opinion on. A second point that isn't, I don't feel like anybody really has an opinion about it. Like, they, we all just think Shane's an ass for this, but I could be wrong. But it's just important so you can realize how big of an ass he is. Is like the second time they have. Um, intimate, intimate moment Shane actually he starts it like he said he needed to talk to her this is after he found out she was pregnant and she went back there and she thought that he needed help getting his like workout gear off so she helped him get off and he goes oh is that all you needed and then he makes a move and then they fool around and ends up being she ends up giving him a blowjob and then at the end he's just like how when are you gonna get through your head that I don't want you that you're never gonna be Rachel this isn't what I want and it and you know, Kate's actually pissed. And I'm 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 pissed for her too, because I'm like she went she thought you needed help with a shirt. You you instigated this whole scenario, Shane. This whole scenario was hundred percent you. And Kate pretty much just tells him, you know what, I'm sick of this. You hate me, you wanna fuck me, you don't like me, you like me, just don't fucking touch me no more. And that's literally what she's like, don't fucking touch me no more. And then she leaves. Um, the next big thing that happens is he gets deployed. And it's, I guess it's not really a big thing. It's just another thing that Shane does where he's just a jerk. So he, he leaves, um, Kate's not handling it. Well, she has, she's having a really rough pregnancy and he never really acknowledges that she's having a rough pregnancy. Like she's on nausea medicine. She had to be hospitalized once for dehydration and his parents were down to help at the, for the first few days while, um, he was gone and why Kate got her feet underneath her essentially. 
And she took that time for herself and he like blew up on her saying like, you know, he left her in charge of his children. How is he supposed to trust her and do what he's supposed to do if she can't even handle taking care of the kids when he's gone? So she's like really upset and it takes like three weeks before they end up talking again. And then the, and then in between this, they like he apologizes and then they kind of start a friendship again, a flirty friendship. And uh, they're getting along really well. And then it comes to like this big, huge blowout. So Kate's like eight and a half months pregnant. Shane towards the end of his deployment and he's going to be coming home. And she wants to take the kids to Oregon. And Shane doesn't know this, but it's because she's having this rough pregnancy and she needs the help. So she wants to go to Oregon so her, her parents can help her out with the kids. But she doesn't want to tell him that like one, because she like she doesn't want him to freak out on her and two she doesn't want to stress him out with something that's not important and like when he's deployed he doesn't she doesn't want him to be distracted so shane doesn't know that she he just says i don't want her to go you know i don't want you guys to go to oregon and she takes him anyways so he's trying to get a hold of her trying to get a hold of her and he can't get a hold of her and he gets pissed so he calls his dad and he's getting mad like you better get tell kate get on the freaking phone right now and his dad's not impressed with his attitude and pretty much tells him that. So then he finally um, gets Kate on the phone and they're FaceTiming and she's in bed because unbeknownst to him, she's on bed rest. And then their youngest, which, well, his youngest is Rachel, which would be about probably close to 18 months now, maybe a little bit older, um, is asked for m more mamas. And so Shane takes that as he's calling Kate mama and that pisses him off. And thinks it's super disrespectful and all this stuff. We later find out that mamas mean marshmallows. In this scene though, I'm thinking he's so mad that his youngest son is calling Kate mom. But that's the only mom he knows. Like Kate is the constant in his life. Actually the only constant in his life because Shane's deployed. So that, like I can understand being taken aback. But his amount of like level of anger just was ridiculous during this scene. So he's pissed. Like that's the final nail in the coffin. He's getting when he, when he gets to come home, he's going straight to Oregon. He's getting his kids and he's going home. So he goes up to Oregon. He he finds he asks where Kate is and they're like she's in the hospital. She's having labor pains. And he's like, why did no one tell me? And she go he goes because she didn't want to stress you out. So he goes to the hospital and you think he would kind of like that would kind of make him have some compassion essentially because. She's in the hospital. She's not, obviously she's not in a port and just having a vacation. There has, there's a reason she's here, but no, not Shane. He's actually makes some comment like, and you didn't think I deserve to know who was taking care of my children. Like, so he's talking to her like she's the help and that he's being really, really cold. And she's like, well, I'm sorry, you know, it's just your parents. And he still is being a jerk about it. And it has more to do with the mama thing than with Kate being an organ now. So he says, well, I'm taking the kids back to California. And she's like, are you kidding me? I can't go. Like, I can't fly. I can't drive. I'm on bed rest. And he's like, well, pretty much sucks to be you. So the next day, Kate goes home and Shane tells him, you know, we're, I'm taking, we're leaving in the morning. And she's like, you're seriously doing this. And all of, like, everybody's mad at Shane. Like, his parents think he's being an ass. His, her parents, everybody's trying to talk to him and tell him, like, this is a bad idea. But he's not listening. So this, like, this was, like, a super heartbreaking scene. So the kids don't want to leave Kate. And Kate's trying to be brave and, like, tell him, you know, it's okay. Your dad just wants you to go with him. You're going to start school soon. It's going to be awesome. And he takes the youngest two to the car first. And the youngest one's crying, saying he wants more mamas. And she goes, you can have marshmallow, more, no more marshmallows. And he goes, mamas are marshmallows. So you kind of, 
you kind of think at this point, he's like, okay, I, I messed up. Like that's Kate's not having him call her mom. I misunderstood this whole situation. My children, like even the oldest ones are getting really upset. They're like, no, we don't want to leave. We want to stay. The, the younger two are screaming, not like, you know, they're scared. They don't want to go with Shane. They want to stay with Kate. Cause that's, that's the only parent they know. And you, so you would think like, okay, maybe, maybe I should change course, right? Maybe I should just like, he could have blamed the kids and be like, oh man, they're really upset. Maybe I should wait. Maybe we should wait a day and have them calm down. But no, not Shane. Shane's like, I picked this course and I'm going to see it through. I'm just going to see it through. And, uh, so he goes in, you know, Sage is the oldest. She's, I think eight and you know. She's avoiding her dad, but she tells Kate goodbye and Keller is five. And this was so heartbreaking. He's like crying and hiding behind Kate saying, um, please don't take me. Please don't hit me. I want to stay with Auntie Kate. I want to stay with Annie Kate. And it was so sad. Like he was kicking and screaming and saying like, don't, please don't let him take me. Please don't let him take me. And Shane just drags him out of the room. And then, so this whole scene, you're thinking to yourself that, you know, Kate's on bed rest. She's high risk pregnancy. You know, she's in the towards the end of her pregnancy, and she and changes single handedly causes this most destructive, stressful situation you could ever imagine. Like so, so bad. And he just doesn't give. He just does not give one fuck. He just leaves. Right. Well, he calls her and he because he can't get the younger the youngest two to stop crying, and he wants Kate's help. Yeah, yeah. After this whole thing that he does, he calls Kate for help. And she does. She helps him. She sings to the kids and the kids go to sleep. And then her water breaks. Which, you know, like, I saw that coming. So then the next chapter like, goes to uh, Shane's point of view. And they are... Uh, and her... And Kate's brother, Alex, shows up. And in his mind, like, before Alex shows up, Shane's thinking, like, that he really messed up. And that he knew the younger two were going to be upset because Kate's all they knew. But he didn't expect the, the his older children to be so mad at him. And I, he's saying that, like, Sage is refusing to talk to him. And that Keller is just being angry and essentially violent towards him. And I'm like, yeah, Shane, that's because, like, everybody wants to be violent towards you right now after that display. And so Kate's brother Alex shows up. And essentially he shows up because... Shows up to um, let Shane know that... Kate is in labor and that she's having the baby and so he's on his way up to Oregon because you know he wanted to go see Kate but he figured he'd stop by and let Shane know and while he's there he kind of let Shane in on a few hard truths about like Rachel in general like how um Rachel essentially used Kate for 10 years that anytime like as soon as his foot was out the door during his deployment like she was calling uh Kate over to help her because she just couldn't handle being alone she can Handle being alone, but she couldn't handle raising the kids by herself, so she was never really a single parent. That, that you know, Kate essentially raised his kids, and that was, and she was a parent to them. And, you know, and then he let him know that, like, what he did to Kate when they were younger was messed up, and that he knew all about how he would, like, he was, like, stringing her, stringing her along and taking and taking, but not giving anything back, and that how messed up it was that um, he didn't want Kate because she wasn't cool enough and she wasn't attractive enough and that's fine that's all dandy but that he had to like shove that knife in her back a little bit deeper and go after her best friend like her only friend and that that was really messed up and she's kind of like not believing like she, he doesn't want to believe him 
like I wouldn't say he thinks he's lying but he's in a little bit of he's in disbelief because you know that's not the Rachel he's seen she always seems so calm and collected anytime he tried to talk to her and then he he thinks and all of a sudden he remembers a memory of like Keller telling him daddy I never wanted you to leave but I like to see Auntie Kate every day and when you're gone I see Auntie Kate every day is essentially what he said and he's thinking oh my god like Alex isn't lying and then you know Alex goes well um I'm on the way to Oregon because he hasn't told him that Kate's in labor yet. He's too busy, like, tearing him apart for being a jerk. And so he's like, you know, Kate's in labor. I'm going to Oregon. Like, you can have my ticket if you want. And then, you know, Shane's like, oh, my gosh, she's in labor. The baby's not supposed to come yet. And I'm thinking, well, you know, when you put a high-risk pregnant woman in a really stressful, horrible situation, like, bad things happen. So he goes up to Oregon. Um, he's walking into the hospital. And this is not actually important. But I like this scene because I, I just do. So he walks around the corner and Bram is actually Alex's twin brother. So it's another one of Kate's brothers. And he just straight up sucker punches him. And he's all like, I'll kill you. So yeah, it wasn't important. I just really enjoyed it. And then uh, he goes in to see Kate into in her room. And he has this moment where he looks at her and he thinks to himself, it's always been Kate. Ever since I was a young, stupid kid, it's always been Kate. Um, so Kate ends up going home, you know, from the hospital. She doesn't know that Shane visited her and, you know, Shane's convincing her to go back to California and she doesn't want to go back. Like she doesn't like, and this is where, um, this is another, I think another spot where a lot of people lose respect for Kate because they feel like she caved too easily or that she was kind of a doormat. But in like my mind, I'm thinking she's not, she, she's going back to California because she wants to be with those kids. She has It has nothing to do with Shane, in my opinion. I feel like she she wanted to be with those kids. Like, in her mind, they were hers. Like, she was their mom, and she, but she had no rights. So the only way she could be with them is if she went with, with Shane. So she goes back to California, and this is all about, like, Shane trying to, like, win her back and get in her graces because he decided that he wants to have a relationship with her. And Kate's kind of, like, not having it. She doesn't want to be with him. And she even tells him, like, I think you're confused. I didn't come back to California for you. I came back for the kids. And she's like, you know, you just want to be with me because it's easy. It's, like, it's easy. I'm already the mama, already doing the job. You don't have to try. And he's like, that's just stupid. Like, you're the hardest person that I have. Like, it's so hard to be with you. You expect so much from me. I'm not really quite sure where he was, he was going with that. But, um... So, you know, this is the part where he's trying to win Kate back. And, um, like I said, that's, I think, where some people end up thinking she was a doormat. I didn't think she, I didn't think she was a doormat. I think she was just a mom. She was trying to do the best she could in the situation she was in. Um, so then we fast forward a little bit. And this is um, where people feel like, I've ha I had someone tell me this was the turning point for them for Shane and it was at almost the end of the book, okay? So that's how long it took him to redeem himself in her eyes. But uh, the school calls and uh, Keller got expelled for fighting. And so Kate goes in to talk to the guidance counselor, but the guidance counselor is like, I'm not going to talk to you. I need to talk to a parent. So she calls Shane and is like, Shane, like you got to go in. They won't talk to me. So he's like, this is just stupid. They should talk to you. And he's like, well, we'll go in together. And she's like, great. So they go in and the guidance counselor is just being a real jerk to Kate. Like anytime Kate talks, she's like, let me talk to the parent, please. And that makes Shane mad for, and he's all, you, anything you want to say about Keller, you can say to Kate. Kate's his mom. And 
the guidance counselor is like, I thought that his mom died and that Kate's his aunt. And uh, Shane told her, you know, well, yeah, his mom passed away, but Kate's been raising him since he was a baby. So, like, in that moment, it was, like, the acceptance that Kate had been, like, looking for, I guess. He, like, validated her to someone important in their lives. And he did it in a way that, like, it didn't, like, you couldn't argue with him about it. So, like, at this point, she was still keeping him, like, at arm's reach. Like, she wasn't, because she didn't really trust his motives. And she didn't know what she was waiting for, but she knew that when it happened, she would know. So they, they had, they were kissing and stuff, but they were not actually, like, intimate. Like, having sex and stuff. And so, uh, like, that was, like, the turning point for her where she realized that, like, Shane really does value her as the kid's mom and as, like, a partner. And so, you know, that ends up being, like, they have it, I love yous, and then they're having sex, and then they have this, like, discussion where Shane tells her that he's he's really happy and that he doesn't think he could ever go back to the way his life was before. So, like, insinuating that his life wasn't as great as he thought it was, but his life with Kate is way better than he could ever imagine. And then he also tells her that he wouldn't trade Iris for anything. He wouldn't even trade Iris for to get Rachel back, you know, and Iris is their baby. And, you know, Kate's like saying, don't, you shouldn't make comparisons like this. You can't, like, it doesn't matter. You can't, you can't make comparisons like that because essentially, like, it just doesn't matter. And then he also tells her that he feels like, part of him feels like he would always find his way back to her. And that makes him feel like shit because he's essentially saying that he would have never have stayed with Rachel long-term is how I took it. So they end up, ends up proposing and then he uh and then that's and then the next thing is the epilogue that I told you guys about at the beginning and so like at the end of the day I feel like you have like two different um groups you have like the groups that are it was always supposed to be Shane and Shane and Kate and like they're soulmates and they're supposed to be together no matter what and then you have the ones where they feel like Kate was like the consolation prize or that he didn't really love her and some of them, I guess there might even be a third group where they just don't like Shane and don't believe he should have a happily ever after. But I obviously fall into the first category where I honestly believe that it was always supposed to be Shane and Kate. Like, even if Rachel didn't die, I feel that they would have eventually divorced because Shane was gone more than he was home. Like, he was de- like most of their marriage, he was deployed. So I feel like they were always stuck in that honeymoon stage where he like where you don't really like you know someone but you don't really know someone's like the new relationship where everything is sunshines rainbows and unicorns and you don't know you don't have any of the cracks you know you don't find any of the annoying habits like he always leaves his wet towel on the bed that really is annoying or she doesn't do the dishes before bed I don't know anything anything super little like that I feel like they were always kind of like walking on eggshells because they didn't really know each other so they were always being the best versions of themselves and I feel like once he retired like that would have become noticeable and that you would have they would have ended up splitting up because they then they would have realized the only thing they had in common was their uh their um their physical attraction to one another and their kids and I mean like I'm sure they loved each other but I don't think it was as deep of a love as he had with Kate at the end of the day. And so I think that he would have always found his way back to her. So I think they would have divorced. And even if it was later in life, he would have found his way back to Kate and been together. And that's um, my feelings on this. 
um, some people just feel like he, after all he did, that he just wasn't redeemable. So I don't think it was a matter of they didn't think he loved Kate or if or that she was a consolation prize. I think it all boils down to that he just did too much to be forgiven. That's just kind of all in the eye of the beholder, I guess. But that's my thoughts on Unbreak My Heart. Uh, like I said, I really love this book. It is a very angsty, heartbreaking read. So if you don't like angst or heartbreak, then I would definitely not recommend this for you. But if you do, then like go ahead and read it. If you have like different a different opinion or view on it, like feel free to reach out to me um, via email. It's listed in this episode description and let me know. Like I would love to know. I, w- I would love to hear anybody's opinion. Even if it's opposite of mine, it actually makes for great discussions when you don't have the same opinion. Uh, going forward, I will be ha- uh, posting, uploading new episodes every Monday. This week obviously was a little bit weird because it's my first week. But going forward, I will have new episodes every Monday. Um, so this coming Monday, the book I will be discussing is Life Without You by S.P. West. I'm just kidding, Lynn. I'm not really going to do that to you. Um, it's actually going to be Storm by Serena Arcoid. I'm, I'm sorry, Serena. I'm pretty sure I just butchered your last name. But that's the one I'm going to be talking about. So if you read it and you have an opinion, like, be sure to let me know if you haven't read it um and you want to like let me know want to read it with me let me know what you think and then um um hopefully you'll tune in and i'll hear from you and i'll see you later